Today is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021, and here are three things you need to know to be smart today. Let's start off with the good news. Nancy Pelosi, gone from Washington, D.C. According to reports, Nancy Pelosi is going to step down after passage of the infrastructure bill. We'll see if that bill even passes at all, but this isn't the first time we've heard rumors that Nancy Pelosi is leaving Washington, D.C., along with a ton of other Democrats. At least 12 Democrats have announced they're going to be resigning or retiring this year. And if the polls are right, Democrats are doomed. If they're wrong, it's even worse. We'll get into the latest polling. None of it good news for the Democratic Party. It has just been bombshell after bombshell exploding inside of the Biden administration from Afghanistan to the immigration crisis to inflation to the supply chain breakdown. The newest bombshell has exploded right in the heart of the Justice Department. You will want to hear this. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. A little bit of intro music there, setting you up for our first report, and that is a bombshell. The broomstick that Nancy Pelosi rode into Washington, D.C. on is departing. That's right. Nancy Pelosi is set to leave Washington, according to insider reports. Maria Bartiromo broke this story on Fox News this weekend, but also various DC insiders have been saying this for a long time. Multiple members of the California delegation have said that Nancy Pelosi is going to leave politics imminently and may even depart before the end of her term. It is indeed a foregone conclusion. Kevin McCarthy has even said that this is Nancy Pelosi's farewell tour and that she is a lame duck speaker. Those are both quotes from Kevin McCarthy. So what do we know? We know that Maria Bartiromo is very well connected in Washington, D.C. She had this to say about Nancy Pelosi's imminent departure from politics on Fox News this weekend. But first, this morning, this exclusive, sources tell Sunday Morning Futures, there is speculation swirling in Washington that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi may step down after getting the massive spending package through. So all of those Democrat members who had their arms twisted to vote on the multi-trillion dollar package and put their own re-election in jeopardy may be fuming to learn that the Speaker could be planning a cut and run. Nancy Pelosi leaving Washington will be a good thing. It's clear that there is a enormous amount of animus for Pelosi inside of her own party. There are many, many people who do not like Nancy Pelosi. She's very unpopular in the Democratic Party. She's unpopular for a ton of reasons, but most importantly, her own lack of an ability to step aside in politics has led to the younger generation, the uh, progressive wing of the party to really despise her. They are planning on holding hostage a lot of Nancy Pelosi's final agenda items that she wishes to pass. The way that this works is you got to get these items done right now politically because there's not going to be any time to do it next year. Every member of the House is going to be out back in their districts campaigning. The Democrats are going to be trying to hold on to a four-seat majority in the House, a zero-seat majority in the Senate, right? It's 50-50 in the Senate, 
four seats in the House, and the map is just looking devastating for Democrats. So Pelosi is not going to be bringing up any massive legislation. You don't want to do that in an election year anyway, because that legislation is going to be hung around the necks of the people who are trying to run for positions. And that legislation is obviously is going to be partisan. It's going to be unpopular. Uh, and that's just the way that things go these days. And so you don't want to hang around the necks like an albatross, major pieces of legislation in an election year. This is their last chance to really get this infrastructure bill passed. And we're 13 days away from the October uh, Halloween deadline that Pelosi set. She's already had to move the deadline three times on this bill this massive piece of infrastructure legislation and reconciliation. As of right now, there have been 12 retirements inside of the Democratic House, but there are probably bound to be more. Just recently, in the last 24 hours, two Democrats have decided not to run again. Mike Doyle uh, of Pennsylvania and David Price of North Carolina. You may never have heard of these members of Congress, but they are inside of purple states. This is devastating for Democrats. It's much harder to defend seats inside of swing states like Pennsylvania and North Carolina. Both of those states, Trump won in either 2016 or 2020. Uh, the two men have served more than 20 years experience in Capitol Hill. Uh, and both said that they're retiring, you know, to spend more time with their family, essentially to cash in. They don't want to serve inside of a, a minority. They're essentially hedging. These guys are essentially hedging in their seats saying, we don't really want to be slogged down inside of the unending investigations and potential impeachment of Joe Biden. The Republicans are going to ram down our throats some really bad stuff, and we're not looking forward to that. So we are out of here. Of course, they have joined more than a dozen members of the Democratic Party in retirements. Both seats are seen to be trending Democrats, but again, they are inside of purple states. Price and Doyle both easily won re-election in recent years, uh, but that is meaningless, essentially, inside of a vacuum where Joe Biden is pulling at some odd 30 percent. Uh, and it's looking more and more like a wave election for Republicans. Doyle and Price make a total of 12 Democrats not seeking re-election to the House next year, a sign of the party's fading hopes as they wish to remain the majority party after the 2022 midterm elections. I mean, those hopes are as dead as Jeffrey Epstein inside of a New York prison. They are done for. There is not going to be a Democratic majority in the House or the Senate. That's our prediction on this show. And we're going to get to those polls in just one moment. Uh, the announcements also come as House Democrats are struggling to pass President Biden's agenda, including infrastructure plan and a budget package of special socialist programs. Historically, a president's party loses seats in the next midterm election, and Biden is expected to follow that model. His approval rating has been sliding downward in Gallup's average, currently sitting at 43%. Oh, man, that is down by nearly 20 points. Democrats hold a scant four-seat majority in the House, and the Senate is 50-50 split. Republicans' hopes are high that they can win control of Capitol Hill. They must win control of Capitol Hill. It truly is a inflection point, the only firewall that we have in order to save the country. Right now, there is no institutional power for the Republican Party. None. Zero. Zilch. Nothing. There's just red states. And it is those red states that are right now acting as the firewall for the entire country, for the entire freedom movement. And with Democrats holding a scant four-seat majority in the House and with the Senate at a 50-50 split, Republicans' hopes are high that they will control Capitol Hill. It's not just hopes. It's the hard math we are going to get into in our next segment 
all of the data and the polls that just show a catastrophic red tidal wave about to sweep through Washington, D.C. It's going to be very, very interesting this next year. Democrats are going to be abandoning ship. Get ready. Pelosi may be the first among them, and it is going to be juicy and delicious. But first, juicy and delicious is what you want your steaks to taste like. But in a time of growing supply chain crises and in a time when a ton of foreign meat is flooding our markets, cheap, low-quality foreign meat, you don't want to take your chances at the grocery store. And by the way, who has time to go wander through the grocery store these days with all of the inflated prices and with meat counters essentially being barren? Now is the time to order Good Ranchers. Ladies and gentlemen, Good Ranchers is 100% American meat, 100% American-raised farmers and ranchers working hard to deliver to your doorstep the best meat in this country. Forget about your supply chain crisis with Good Ranchers because Good Ranchers is American-made. This meat ain't going to get stuck in some ship out in the middle of the harbor on some frozen barge or some frozen container. When you eat Good Ranchers, you are supporting American farmers, American ranchers, American products. Sign up right now at GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny. GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny for $20 off your first order and free express shipping. Go to GoodRanchers.com backslash Benny today and eat like an American. All right, well, it sounds like some people at Southwest Airlines will be eating well this Christmas, will be living well this holiday season as they know their jobs are secure and their paychecks are secure because Southwest Airlines just canceled their vaccine mandate. Effectively, that is right. Southwest Airlines announcing minutes ago, literally as we are recording this podcast, that they are going to be dropping their plans to punish unvaccinated staff, that they're going to be working with staff members to find religious and medical and moral exemptions to the vaccine, effectively putting a stake into the heart of the vaccine mandate. The vaccine mandate is only given teeth if it has some type of consequence or some type of uh, harsh penalty uh, for non-compliance. Uh, Southwest Airlines has uh, very bravely said, no, we are actually going to effectively defend our employees here. We are going to not implement a vaccine mandate. We're not going to harm employees who decide to be unvaccinated. Uh, let's go ahead and read the article breaking here from CNBC. Southwest drops plan to put unvaccinated staff on unpaid leave starting in December. So what was going to happen was unvaccinated staff were going to be essentially sent home without paychecks until they came back vaccinated. That was going to be the the stick right to the carrot and they were going to be hit with that stick and lose their jobs right around Christmas time, right on uh, December 8th was going to be the time that the Biden administration set laid down in order to implement these vaccine mandates. Uh, Southwest is saying, uh, screw you to the Biden administration. Southwest scrapped a plan to put unvaccinated workers with pending exemptions on unpaid leave after the December 8th deadline. Uh, both American and Southwest require their new hire employees to show proof of COVID-19 vaccination before their first day. Large airlines are federal contractors and subject to the Biden administration order that requires their employees to be vaccinated or receive an exemption or for medical or religious reasons. Southwest Airline has scrapped a plan to put unvaccinated employees who have applied for but haven't received a religious exemption uh, on unpaid leave starting at, at the federal deadline in December. 
Southwest Airlines and American Airlines are among the carriers that are federal contractors and subject to the Biden administration's requirements that their employees are vaccinated against COVID-19 by December 8th unless they are exempt for religious or medical reasons. Rules for federal contractors are stricter than those expected for large companies, which will allow for regular COVID testing as an alternative vaccination. Executives at both carriers in recent days have tried to reassure employees about job security under the mandate, urging them to apply for exemptions if they can't get vaccinated uh, for medical or sincerely held religious beliefs. You're seeing this actually quite a lot. A federal judge in Utica, New York, has ruled that the state workers there who were fired are protected by the First Amendment and their religious beliefs and can therefore go back to work. A federal judge in New York effectively killing the harshest vaccine mandate in all of America there in the state of New York. Uh, Very interesting case, and we'll keep you up to date on uh, that case. Also, of course, in Texas, you have Governor Abbott saying that vaccine mandates are illegal for companies based out of Texas. Uh, Federal law supersedes state law in this instance, according to the CEOs of the airlines, but you get ready for that battle as well. In Florida, you have the state of Florida coming down hard on a county that fired people for not getting vaccinated. Uh, That county is now facing a $3.5 million fine. So you are seeing losses, uh, steep losses across the country uh, based on this mandate for the Biden administration. It is not going well. And now Southwest is effectively saying, listen, guys, we don't like this mandate. You don't like this mandate. We don't like that you don't like this mandate. And we are not going to punish you for not getting vaccinated. In fact, we're just going to work with you. That's what executives at Southwest said. A senior vice president of operations and hospitality, Steve Goldberg, said in a letter to employees uh, that they will not be punished for not being vaccinated by December 8th. They can continue to work following mask and social distancing guidelines until their request has been reviewed. The company is giving employees until November 24th to finish their vaccinations and apply for an exemption. It will continue paying them while the company reviews the requests and said that it will allow those who are rejected to continue working as we coordinate with them on meeting the requirements. Essentially, the company is going to just uh, give you a pass, right? What is it? Is it a religious exemption because uh, many of these vaccines are derived from aborted fetal cells? Is it a personal medical conscience exemption? Uh, You know, there's a lot of people who do not take vaccines based on their own conscience. Uh, This is true for many sections of American society, but uh, it is also true for the military. If you are Christian or Catholic, the archbishop of the military for the Catholic Church ruled Uh, ruled that Catholics can rightfully refuse vaccination uh, inside of the military based on their own conscience. So if if your conscience says, uh, uh, this is not right for me, then that's enough, Uh, according to the Catholic Church. uh, Obviously, speaking uh, for millions of Catholics serving in our military. So that is, again, a huge, devastating loss to the Biden administration on this front. Southwest is saying effectively the same thing. This is a change here, and I'm quoting from the uh, executive vice president here. This is a change from what was previously communicated. Initially, we communicated these employees will be put on unpaid leave, and that is no longer the case. So Southwest backing off its COVID mandate, its COVID vaccine mandate, uh, uh, effectively making it toothless and saying, hey, listen, we are going to work with you, uh, our employees, in order to facilitate a safe work environment. This is something that's been echoed by the Delta CEO this la- uh, this weekend. The Delta CEO uh, said, hey, 
listen, we trust our employees. We have a high vaccination rate at Delta, and we trust the employees that aren't vaccinated that they're still providing for their own health. And we believe in bodily autonomy. We don't believe that our employees are landed servants to us. They're not serfs. This isn't neo-feudalism. We don't own their bodies. This isn't slavery. We are not their masters. We do not force medicine on them that they don't want. It's a beautiful thing to hear. Here's Ed Bastian from Delta Airlines saying that this weekend, all CEOs in America should say this about their employees. Expect by the time we get to November next month, we're going to be at the 95% threshold. And when you consider there's going to be religious and some uh, medical accommodations made uh, that we're going to need to consider. By the time we're done, we'll be pretty close to fully vaccinated as a company without going through all the divisiveness of a mandate. You know, we're proving that you can work collaboratively with your people, trusting your people to make the right decisions, respecting their decisions, and not, you know, forcing them over the loss of their jobs. And now here is the CEO of Southwest, the company that just literally moments ago reversed its vaccine mandate requirement essentially making it toothless, saying that they're going to work with their employees to just find a accommodation. They're going to uh, find medical exemptions. They're going to approve religious exemptions. They're going to approve all exemptions, uh, exemptions of conscience, uh, Southwest just said. Uh, why? Well, the CEO of Southwest um, is probably <laughs> getting a little bit of pressure based on the number of people who were protesting outside of Southwest. Um just yesterday, there were mass protests outside of Southwest Airlines. Here's what it sounded like. Southwest Airlines is located in Dallas, Texas. Obviously, there's a lot of people who believe in freedom and bodily autonomy in Dallas, Texas. Pretty remarkable to hear people chanting, my body, my choice. Uh, they're outside of the headquarters of Southwest Airlines. The CEO of Southwest Airlines, uh, I don't know this guy, but I do know that what he said on uh, what he said on CNBC uh, approximately one week ago is 100% correct. He said, listen, we don't want to do vaccine mandates. We don't think it's our place to do vaccine mandates. It's going to be a slippery slope if corporations start telling their employees what kind of medicine they must take in order to work there. Uh, this isn't right. We're doing this because this jackass Biden in the White House is forcing us to do this. And we have no choice. We have shareholders and we have to keep our government contracts. Here is the man, um, you know, just being brutally honest. Listen to that. As I think you probably know, I've never been uh, in favor of corporations imposing that kind of a mandate. I'm not in favor of that. Never have been. Uh, but the executive order from President Biden mandates that all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers uh, all the major airlines, uh, have to have a mandate in a vaccine in place by December the 8th. So we're working through that. Uh, we're urging all of our employees to get vaccinated. If they can't, we're urging them to seek an accommodation, either for medical or religious reasons. We really encourage every CEO to state this truth to their employees to say, hey, listen, if you see uh, these mandates coming down, uh, they're from Joe Biden. They're not from us. We're going to try and do everything we can to protect you. Uh, we think that this is evil. Uh, CEOs must across the country come out and state this. This is obviously the logical 
uh, and pro-employee stance uh, in this country. You shouldn't have corporations forced down on their employees medicine they don't want to take, obviously. And we should have uh, companies respecting employees' bodily autonomy. Uh, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a human right. I mean, it's a natural right. And this shouldn't be something that is even debatable. Things are not looking good for Democrats, no matter how you spin them. These numbers are not looking good at all. And looking at numbers is something that I do all day. I'm looking at a small cell phone screen. I'm looking at my laptop. I'm looking at my desktop. It is a strain on your eyes. It's scientifically proven. I went to an optometrist earlier in the year, and she just told me, man, COVID has done a number on people's vision because everybody is at their at-home office. They're increasing their screen time exponentially because everybody is working harder and working from home. That's why I am so proud to be partnering with Better Spectacles. My eyes used to hurt so badly after working all day long and after switching to Better Spectacles. Now, so much of that strain is gone. These computer spectacles from Rotenstock use an advanced algorithm for more than 2 million patients, measuring 7,000 points in the eye. The result is more energy, no neck strain, and allowing you to see up to 40% better. Go to betterspectacles.com backslash Benny now to schedule a teleoptical appointment. You don't even have to leave your house. They're offering an introductory 61% off their computer sale plus free handcrafted German-made rodentstock frames with every order. Go now, betterspectacles.com backslash Benny. All right, we had an interesting article sent to us yesterday from Real Clear Politics. It's titled, If Polls Are Right, Democrats Are Doomed. If They're Wrong, It's Even Worse. Let's go ahead and read the top line of the article. In less than three months, President Biden's approval rating has tumbled from a remarkable position in a polarized nation to the lowest of all but two presidents since 1945. That's right, the uh, Nazis were still in Europe and Imperial Japan was still a thing back when a president had a lower approval rating than Joe Biden right now. Democrats are panicked, though refusing to course correct, hoping the pandemic will retreat, the economy will rebound, and their agenda will pass through Congress and turn out to be popular down the line. Okay, well, that's like hoping that every single pass in every single football game that you're watching is going to be a touchdown pass. It's uh, not likely. The standing of the party with voters at this time isn't in doubt. It's awful. Biden's average job approval rating on July 20th was 52% in the real clear politics average before tanking precipitously and taking the party's fortunes with him as the Delta variant surged and American troops withdrew from Afghanistan in a deadly and tragic exit. He is currently Biden at 43%. That's a drop of 10 points. His Gallup approval has dropped 13 points since June, six points in the last month, six points in a month. And by the way, real clear politics average, that's the average of all polls, including polls like the Politico polls and the Ipsos polls and the uh, Marmot polls. These are polls that have huge liberal biases in, baked into them. The CNN polls, right? Who, who do you think is watching CNN? When CNN calls people who are watching CNN, who do you think is watching CNN? What do you think that poll is going to be weighted towards? So this is including every single liberal poll, and the polls are scientifically proven 
to bias for liberals. This is including all of that Joe Biden has dropped by 10 points. The latest Quinnipiac University poll has Biden's approval-disapproval at 38% to 53%. So his disapproval is at 53%, his approval is at 38 down four points in three weeks. And by the way, guys, that's without some type of major catastrophe. Biden is sinking like a submarine in the Iraqi Navy without any huge crisis looming, right? So you've already had Afghanistan. You've already had the surge on the border. Now it's just Biden being Biden. Biden just flailing. Biden doing nothing is cratering his approval rating more than Biden doing something. Biden's just done nothing. Biden's given one, according to the RNC, RNC research on Twitter, Biden's given one interview in the last month. One face-to-face interview in the last month. Unprecedented. What a coward. Uh, for what reason? I mean, what would what would they have to talk about? I mean, in what universe would it be smart to put Joe Biden out in front of reporters? Joe Biden has had a 10-point drop in whether he cares about Americans. That's just not going to serve you very well inside of a contentious midterm. Seven-point drop on whether he is honest. Nine points on whether he is good at leadership skills. The latest morning consult Politico findings, again, massive liberal bias in these polls. Monstrous liberal bias in these polls. From last week shows Biden's approval underwater across the board. 45% approval overall, 40% on the economy, 44% on healthcare, national security, 40%, 33% on immigration, and 36% on foreign policy. Immigration and foreign policy become massive voter mobilization issues. This is the kind of uh, decisions that change people's lives, right? For bad foreign policy, bad immigration policy, these are things that affect people at home. It's always when something becomes real, when a policy becomes real when you lose your doctor under Obamacare, that people get motivated to vote, right? A lot of the policies are so ethereal. A lot of the budget issues are so minute and mundane, and they're using numbers that people can't really quantify. But with immigration, when every town becomes a border town, which is what's happening in America, there are so many criminal migrants flooding into this country. Every single city in America is now a border city. And Joe Biden owns that and is tanking Joe Biden. The only number not underwater was Biden's COVID approval, which is essentially 50-50, but it's 30 points lower than it was last spring as far as approval is concerned. So he's tanking on that as well. And again, you have to account for massive polling biases here. Across all polling, Biden's approval on the questions of competency and accomplishments have suffered the most. The morning consult political poll shows the shares of independent and Democratic voters who say Biden has underperformed expectations have doubled over the past three months. The decline in COVID deaths, hospitalizations and infections, and the disappearance of Afghanistan from the news has done nothing to stabilize the downward trajectory. This is what we were talking about. Joe Biden's done nothing. Nothing. They are paralyzed right now inside of the White House. Our sources tell us that they do not know where to turn. They do not know what to do. Right now, you are seeing the Biden administration flailing. Terry McAuliffe is running for governor in Virginia. It's looking terrible for Terry McAuliffe right now. They're not even calling Joe Biden or Kamala Harris to come into Virginia and campaign. They're not even asking for it. They're asking for Barack Obama and Stacey Abrams. 
They're not asking for Joe Biden. Even if the polling was good, Democrats face fierce headwinds next year, historical trends that favor the party out of power in the midterms in a president's first term. Okay, so here we get to the actual crux of the story. Here we get to the actual meat of this reporting. The devastating results of the 2020 election for Democrats and for pollsters uh, writ large. While Democrats are bracing themselves for a wipeout of the ballot box next year, they may not know the true extent of their loss of support among voters polling before last year's election, in which Biden only prevailed by fewer than 43,000 votes in three swing states, was the least accurate in 40 years, the least accurate polling in 40 years because of those issues that we talked about. Major breakdowns in the mechanisms of polling. I don't trust polls. I read them because they're a snapshot in time. But it's hard to ignore a report like this that is so thorough and is so damning for the chances of the Democratic Party in 2022. While 2022 will be a, a pres- will not be a presidential year, a study of 2020 polls by the American Association of Public Polling and Research found an overstatement of the Democrat-Republican margins in polls was larger on average in senatorial and gubernatorial races compared to the presidential contest, essentially saying that these polls are going to be more accurate because there's not going to be a big Democrat draw at the top of the ticket. There's not going to be a big Republican draw at the top of the ticket. The party that feels out of power and feels uh, less motivated Uh, is going to be the Democratic Party, the party that feels out of power and more pushed to the sides and more willing to uh, roar, as it were, would be the Republicans. So you would have to be blackout drunk to assume that Democrats are going to hang on to their razor-thin majorities in the House and the Senate. They don't even have a majority in the Senate. It's 50-50. All signs are pointing to a red wave. And why not pair that red wave with a delicious red wine. That's right. Bonner Wines is such a delicious red wine. Guys, we had our first bottles shipped to the Johnson household, and Bonner Wines is some of the finest stuff we have ever drank. It is a delicious high-altitude Malbec from Argentina. They make it up in the remote vineyards, 9,000 feet off the seashore. They're also healthier than other wines with 10 times more longevity and 90% less sugar. It's the sugar that gives you that hangover. You don't want that. You don't want the dyes or flavor additives. No, this is the real McCoy, the real stuff, the red dirt, the red earth stuff. Pop open a bottle and you're going to get blackberry, leather, smoke, a little dark cherry, and the best part, you're not paying these inflated prices that traditional big box wines make you pay. There's no middleman. It ships right to your door. If you enjoy wine, I highly recommend that you try BonnerPrivateWines.com backslash Benny. Bonner, B-O-N-N-E-R, Private Wines backslash Benny. My listeners will get 50% off the wine and 50% off shipping. Just visit BonnerPrivateWines.com backslash Benny. You must taste the difference and a delicious sipping wine to watch the red wave. You got to have your red wine. All right. Well, why is there going to be a red wave? Well, because Joe Biden is the least popular president since we were storming the beaches on D-Day, and also because he probably has the most scandal-laden administration of any administration in modern American history. Sources on Capitol Hill are telling me that Republicans in the House are getting ready to launch an investigation, actually, into this 
most recent bombshell that cuts right at the heart of our Justice Department. Listen to this. Panorama Education. You probably never heard of it, right? Panorama Education, co-founded by U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland's son-in-law, contracted with 23,000 public schools and raised $76 million from investors. Oh, man. When you watched Merrick Garland come out and say that parents are domestic terrorists, you see Merrick Garland walk out and say, we are going to use the full weight and power of the American justice system and law enforcement capacities of the federal government to come after parents that are protesting mass mandates and critical race theory. Everyone thought, what the hell is wrong with this guy? What is this? What's going on? Now you know. Now you can see it. You can see the full circle spinning around on why Merrick Garland has done that. It makes perfect sense when you read this article. In essence, Panorama Education is a firm that gets paid in order to do polls and surveys at schools in order to tell the schools that they need critical race theory materials, and then they sell them the critical race theory materials. It's as easy as that. They use government funds, they use your tax dollars in order to buy this critical racist theory materials, shove it on your kids. Well, these parents getting in the way of that very lucrative business is a real problem for Merrick Garland's family. You see, Merrick Garland's son-in-law and his daughter are deeply involved in Panorama Education. In fact, they founded Panorama Education back in 2012. That's right. Merrick Garland's son-in-law, Zan Tanner, good old Zan Tanner, co-founded, co-founder, board member, and president of Panorama Education. This guy is Panorama Education. They sell surveys to school districts across the country that focus on social and emotional climates for the students. These surveys are then used as a justification for new curriculum like critical race theory. This is what the parents are protesting. This is what Merrick Garland is trying to stop across the country. He's trying to make a chilling effect because, of course, there's not enough FBI agents in the world to like go to every single school district. They're not trying to do that. They're just trying to stop the protests because it's hurting his son-in-law's business. Tanner's company has a large footprint and contracts with 50-plus of the nation's largest school districts. The company describes its business as supporting 13 million students in 23,000 school districts uh, across 50 states. In 2017, Panorama, Panorama raised $16 million in private funding by a series of uh, venture capitalist firms, uh, venture capital firms. Uh, Wow. Okay, so they raised a ton of money in 2017 while Donald Trump was still president in order to push critical race theory. But then listen to this. This is where it really gets juicy. This is why Republican sources on the Hill are telling me that they are going to investigate this. They're going to potentially unseat an attorney general over corruption. Listen to this. Last month, weeks before the Garland directive to the FBI, Panorama closed on a $60 million private financing raise with venture capital firm General Atlantic according to the press release. Existing investors, Owl Ventures, Emerson Collectic, Un- Uncourt Capital, Steezy I, and South Capital Parkers, also participated. I don't know any of those firms. I I'm, I don't know any of these VC firms. This isn't a financial podcast. But it is remarkable 
the growth of panorama education with the implementation of critical race theory and the massive amount of growth over the last few years. They went from 400 school systems to 1,500 school systems in just a matter of years, and then from 16 million to 60 million in private financing when the founder's father-in-law became the attorney general. Well, what do you know? This is where the corruption lies, in crooked government officials figuring out how to grease money out of the system into their own pockets. How do you think Nancy Pelosi on a $174,000 salary becomes someone who has a financial portfolio of $90 million? How does that happen? How does it happen for someone like Mitch McConnell? How does it happen? How do these lifelong bureaucrats who subsist on teeny paychecks, the public dole paychecks, I think the top paid person in all of Congress, like the Speaker of the House at like $190,000 a year. And you have to pay for your own housing, right? You have to, you have to still pay for, for housing and, and transportation. You have to do that out of your own uh, congressional salary, your own congressional stipend, right? How does that turn into tens of millions or hundreds of millions of dollars in portfolios for these members of Congress? You want to know what needs to be investigated. It's not Russia. It's not the Keystone XL pipeline. It's not parents for being terrorists at school board meetings. It is that. That is the corruption inside of our system. This is how the system works. This is how the system works against you. This is how the system works in order to fleece the taxpayers, in order to poison our children against our own country, against the country that gave us the money to pay our taxes, and they all get rich off of it. Merrick Garland's entire family becomes multimillionaires off of this. It should be illegal. This should be a massive conflict of interest. Merrick Garland is now using federal law enforcement to intimidate parents who could hurt the bottom line of his son-in-law's stupid business, the business of teaching kids that their country is racist and that they are racist based on their skin color. It's just graft. It's just corruption. It must be investigated. And quite frankly, Merrick Garland should resign for this. So ladies and gentlemen, that is why we fight and why we continue to fight on this program. There needs to be people who stand up and the tide seems to be turning. The polls are devastating. Nancy Pelosi is cutting and running. She's going to leave her entire party in the lurch. The corporate woke America establishment is now turning on the Democratic Party. They're looking at the polls and they're saying, uh, we're not going to kowtow to this guy with 20% approval rating. Uh, mobs of people are protesting for their rights to their own bodies outside of airlines. Uh, and it seems like the entire American populace is now turning on the Democratic Party. And that is because people are telling the truth. We are explaining exactly how dire this moment is, how much of your freedom you stand to lose. And we are fighting back and winning. We love winning on this program. We will continue to win. We'll see you tomorrow. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show.